We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. It's the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. We are pumped to be joined by DeMarco Murray, Sooner running backs coach. 2014 NFL Offensive Player of the Year, two-time All-Big 12 performer, uh, and he's got his team off to a 3-0 start. Let's go. Congrats on the start, Coach. How are you feeling about that running back room right now? Good. We're feeling good. Um, the Eric Gray, Kennedy Brooks, those guys have been playing at a, at a high level, and, you know, i got to continue to give those guys opportunities, but, um, you know, we're always looking to get better, obviously, in the pass game, blocking game, and just running running the ball. So we got to finish runs better, but, you know, um, first three games I've been impressed by both of those guys DeMarco you, you took the job you know last last season was all kinds of weird right and how, how nice was it to see the stadium full to see that type of atmosphere for the Nebraska game 
It was great. It was great. You know, that's that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm accustomed to playing here. Um, and um, it was amazing to see our fans. We have the best fans in the world. Um, they made it loud. And obviously on the defensive side of the ball for us, you know, you can see a huge difference. And, you know, um, that momentum, fans screaming, cheering, being in the game, energetic, you know, our team feeds off that. And, and um, it, it's a great attribute for us to have here at home. Well, we're, we're going to talk about all your guys, obviously. We're going to talk about the, the offense in general. But, you know, the, the question has been brought up a lot to Coach Riley, and we haven't had a chance to talk to you, is the management of it. Because, you know, in Kennedy Brooks and Eric Graves, there's there's two dogs in that room, and then there's some guys in Jaden Knowles and Todd Hudson that, you know, have, have shown opportunity. But is, is there a, a management of carries? How have you kind of handled that with, with your two guys so far? Not necessarily during the game, you know, for, for me, the first, you know, couple of games, I wanted to keep those guys fresh, keep them healthy. Um, but now as you get into better competition and, and obviously into Big 12 play, you know, you're going to, you know, see, you know, some of those guys just kind of, you know, take a little bit more, um, you know, workload. But for me, it's always about keeping guys fresh, keeping guys healthy, being in the position that we're in with our depth. But, you know, those, those guys are pros when it comes to take care of their bodies. Um, preparing the right way, ice tubs before and after practice. So, um, you know, it's always it's always in the back of your mind. But you know, come Saturdays, you can't think about that. You got to be positive and let those guys go out there and produce. With Kennedy, obviously, opts out last year, takes that year off, comes into spring ball. Probably had to knock a little bit of the rust off. Just how do you feel he's performed through these first three games? Because once again, I mean, you you look at his numbers an efficient player when he gets the ball in his hands, man. He really is. You know, I always use the term old savvy vet with KB. Um, he's a great kid. He's a, he's a student of the game. He, he really is. And he's he asks a lot of questions, even though he's been around here a lot. He's asked lots of questions um, just to really assert himself and really be, be sure that, hey, this is what he's looking at. This is what he should be reading. But um, you don't have to really dumb anything down for him. You don't have to – over every little detail with him because he, he's been around for a long time. He's a smart, efficient player, but, you know, with the ball in his hands, he's, he's pretty special. What has made him so special? Because you know, he's not the fastest guy, not the shiftiest guy. He just, I mean, coach, he just gets the job done. He does. He, he really does. I think the number one thing with KB is that obviously he's a smart player. We, we, we spoke about that, but he has great balance. You know, he has great balance and, you know, he comes out of tackles at certain times where most backs probably wouldn't. Um, but his balance is really good. His patience is second to none. And, you know, to have that patience as a runner is not always easy. It's not always easy to set your blocks up and really stay tight to blocks and hug blocks. We talk about that all the time, pressing the hole. And um, he, he does a great job of those things. Marco, obviously you played the position at the highest level. One of the things that stands out to me about KB is his vision. How do you guys train that on the practice field? Because I know some of it's probably just innate intuition, just how you react. But like, how do you, how do you coach that? Can you coach that? Yeah, you definitely can. I think you always have to, um, obviously, running back position, you know, it's, a lot of it is instincts. And um, you have to be smart and understand the run scheme, understand your double teams, understand your reads. Um, but what we talk about, we always talk about our read, and we always talk about the guys that we feel backside or on the second level. You know, you have to be able to feel those things because you can't have eyes all over the place, obviously. You have to be able to read. Um, but he, he's a guy that really does have great vision. Once again, we talk about where the ball should go, obviously, when the ball is snapped. Anything can happen, you know, anything can happen. But, you know, KB has really good vision and, you know, he has really good feel at the same time. 
So from Kennedy Brooks to Eric Gray, I got to admit, Coach, Eric Gray's become one of my favorites to talk to in the post-game interview setting. <laughs> he's got a good personality. He's a funny kid. Uh, and, man, he's shifty. He's a good running back. Where, where have you seen him make his biggest step since getting on campus? Yeah, Eric, Eric's been great. He's, he's been a lot of fun to coach. Um, he, he does have a great sense of humor. You know, he's a little quiet, but, you know, he'll sneak up on you with some jokes and things of that nature, which, you know, I'm all for. And, um, you know, he, he is a, a true pro. You know, he comes to work every single day. You know, we talk about, you know, having that blue-collar mentality, blue-collar approach, and, you know, you got to come with your lunch pail. Every single day, whether it's you know special teams, which he isn't involved in, he's back there taking notes. He's a learn. He's trying to learn everything um, that he possibly can to use on the field. You know, and once again, he's explosive. Um, you know, he's very versatile. Obviously, in the passing game, but he's a guy that we're happy and lucky to have. And I'll add this: it appears, and I know this is kind of where Gabe can make me smarter, and obviously you, Coach, both have done a pretty good job in in picking up the. The Blitz being a, a, another blocker back there, how do you feel they've handled that responsibility? I feel like they've done a really great job, you know, just kind of grading those guys on, you know, pass protection, you know, the first three games, you know, it's, it's, it's north of 90%. And, um, you know, they do a good job at obviously scan, staying square and making sure that, you know, um, we keep our guys off the off the quarterback. You know, that's our biggest thing, obviously take care of the ball and protect the quarterback. Those are two biggest things that we talk about it. You know, uh, we weren't at our best this past game, but, you know, some of that's on me because I didn't give them enough looks during practice, which the blitzes that they use at, at Nebraska. So um, they, they, they've done a great job at, at protecting the quarterback, and they've really done a great job at working on it, watching film, and understanding how certain guys blitz. You know, are they speed rushers? Or are they the kind of guy that dances, try to hit you inside or out? But, you know, they're, they're both um, very aware of, of what type of blitzes that, that happen. And speaking of those blitzes, right, you, you see Nebraska have some success, right, creating those one-on-one -on -one matchups with your backs by, you know, some of the looks that they gave you in that game. Do, do you now anticipate getting more of those looks because Nebraska did have a bit of success? Is that something that you're aware of? And you say, hey, guys, now we've got to remember it, that we showed this on tape. Don't be surprised if West Virginia breaks this out. Yeah, I think if there's any, you know, um, chink in the armor, I mean, defensively, I think you should attack as well as, as us, you know, on the, on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, the moment you put something negative or bad on tape, you know, I foresee that most coaches will probably try to attack that. And, um, you know, so for us, you know, you know, we welcome it. You know, it's a great challenge, and we know every single day, every single game, you know, it's our job to obviously keep Spence clean. Before we get to Iker Gentile, I'm curious, Coach, obviously with a couple more experienced guys, how has that changed your in-game coaching? You know, Gabe and I are down there doing the sideline reports for radio. Just kind of stalking behind, seeing what's going on. But it seems as if it's, you know, it, it, it's fine-tuning things. And obviously there's coaching that's going on, but is there as much teaching maybe this year or less teaching? What Has anything changed with, with these two guys and their experience level? Uh, I do most of, most of my teaching, obviously, you know, for me, as I, I talk with our guys and our running backs, you know, Monday through basically Wednesday. And after Wednesday – you know, they should know and understand the game plan fully. You know, come Thursday, come Friday, we shouldn't have any MAs, we shouldn't have any busts, which those guys hardly ever do anyway. Um, but, you know, come Thursday or Friday, practice, footwork, um, you know, checks and things of that nature, everything should be, you know, pitch perfect. And, um, 
you know, so during the game, it is a little bit more fine-tuning, just maybe, you know, letting them know, hey, these are certain blitzes that are happening on certain plays when we're not in protection. Um, but other than that, man, those, those guys are, um, once again, they're, they're extremely smart and they give a lot of information coming off the field. And obviously, I try to give them as much as I can just to help them understand. Sometimes, you know, a, a run here or two or certain blitzes, you know, that we hadn't seen, obviously, you know, they're always going to have one or two wrinkles, you know, throughout the course of the game, which we hadn't practiced. So, um, I think those guys handle it well, and, um, you know, they do a good job. Yeah, and, and then just to, to follow up on that, good information uh, providers for you then, right? In other words, what they see and what they bring to you has, has helped out the entire team, but obviously in, in you helping them understand what they need to do, they're giving you good information, right? They do. They, they, they really do. Um, they both have great eyes. They both understand the scheme, understand the blocking scheme, understand the protection scheme. So as a coach, it's easy when they come off, you know what they're saying is accurate and know what they're saying is true. So it helps out a lot. All right. Our final segment in our first segment, or I guess I should say final question in our first segment. I've done this for We're going to ask them one more question. Right, then we're going right. to go to commercial. I, I, I always screw this up, but it's Iker's Intel, and it's brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. We pick out a play. Gabe does, and we get Coach's perspective on it. Gabe, you like this run by E. Greg? Yeah, DeMarco, I thought, I thought Eric showed a, a lot of patience here, right? Jump cut initially, gets vertical, burst. Showing the vision, 28 even tried. I, I saw it. He tried to stick out the leg and trip him. I saw it. But it seems like Eric is starting to understand the timing of some of those gap schemes a little more, and he's, he's really starting to pick up and be successful in those concepts. He, he's done a good job, and um, it's a learning process. And obviously being here for, you know, under a year in our offensive scheme, you've got to be extremely smart and sharp to play in this offense. It's not easy. And, you know, he's done a great job, a better job of being patient. And um, the thing that we, 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 we kind of talked about him and I and just throughout the course of the week and over the first two games about just going north and south. You know, sometimes he'll try to stop his feet. And, and um, I always tell him, man, the moment you stop your feet, you become average like every other running back. So, obviously make one cut, make a guy miss, but go north and south. But he does a great job. And obviously Chris Murray and Stog did, you know, two great job blocking on, on, that, on that play. Quick break. We'll come back to the final segment talking running backs and West Virginia's defense with DeMarco Murray inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino. Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Final segment with DeMarco Murray. Alex Grinch coming up next. Coach, I'm curious, whenever you have Kennedy and you have, obviously, what Eric Gray has done, do you have guys that are trying to remind you that they were a running back in high school or anything of that nature and that they're, they're ready to maybe jump in your room if possible? Every day, at least <laughs> once a day. Uh, at least once a day I hear it and guys are trying to get in my room and 
I always tell her, man, I, I'm one of the mean coaches. I don't know if you want to be in my room, so you might want to stay put. <laughs> I love I, it. I, I'm, I'm more curious if the uh, the running backs coach has any eligibility left. I mean, get, get one of those He's COVID still got years. it. Look at him. How many still got it. 12 carries a game, you think, coach? You could still get, get out there or not? Uh, 12, yeah. I mean, it has to be on the goal line, though, so only on the goal line. <laughs> hey, I, you know, we were talking about the blocking ability of Kennedy and Eric Gray, and obviously the running game – Running backs goes hand-in-hand with the offensive line. And maybe more of a Coach B question, but from what you see, how do you feel about the way this offensive line is coming together in front of your guys? I think they're doing a great job. You know, those guys work work extremely hard. And and I've always said this, the things that we ask those guys to do, they're not asking those guys to do on the next level. So they got a lot on their plate. And, you know, know, we we expect a lot out of them. And Coach B is one of the best. And, you know, he puts those guys in great situations. But, you know, he is a – very educated man and he understands the system understands what defenses try to do against us in the run game pass game as well and um, he does a great job DeMarco last weekend big recruiting weekend for you guys and I know you can't talk about any of those prospects by name but it's not something you had to deal with last year right because recruits couldn't come on campus so how different was it for you that that game day experience having to balance obviously being locked in for your coaching duties but also playing the recruiting game. Yeah, it's a little, you know, a little difficult. Obviously, I did it in Arizona for one year. Um, but you know, for me, I'm, I'm a routine guy. So you know, I try to you know do my routine, and I'll pop in there for a quick minute to say hi to a couple people. But you know, I'm more focused on our guys and obviously trying to get them ready to play. And um, it, it's fun to see. Obviously, you know, being Oklahoma and having the guys here finally. It helps big time, and, um, you know, so we've had, you know, three or four really good weeks, but it, it's helpful to, you know, let those guys see what this atmosphere is like and kind of see how we are on game day. I, I guess, too, maybe has it been a little refreshing for you to be able to go beyond that Zoom world, right, and be able to talk to guys and be able to, you know, put your hands on them, see kind of what they're all about, understand their personality. It has, it has. You know, nothing against Zoom. It was great for a while, but, you know, just to have people here in person and really – you know, get a look at them, you know, kind of eyeball them a little bit, meet the family, meet the parents. You know, I, I think that's been the biggest and most, you know, crucial benefit to having, a, having people here. Um, but it's, it's been great. It really has. Looking forward to the West Virginia game, with what they've shown so far in their three games, Marco, a lot of two-deep safety coverage. You know, cover two, cover four, cover six. That basically dares you to run the football. So it seems like this week, especially your guys, are going to get a big workload, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're a good defense. You know, they're um they they started off the year very very well, um three and zero obviously, and um obviously the game a year ago got canceled. So, um you know, they are extremely smart and they're extremely athletic, and you know their their front seven is really good as well as their secondary. So. We're going to have a, a huge challenge in our hands, but, you know, the way that our guys have been preparing this week, you know, up front, and, you know, um, I think we're ready. They obviously, I mean, you mentioned not playing them last year. I mean, you play a lot of teams that you don't play from year to year, but change anything game plan-wise, obviously not having a look at them last year. Or I guess you had actually prepared for them a couple of times last year, right? We did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Um, and I think it was a Friday, potentially, that, that ended up getting canceled. Um, and um, so I, I think, you know, for us, you know, we, you know, we feel good about the game plan and I think our guys understand it and, you know, we just, we just got to attack it and we got to have all 11 guys playing together and, 
you know, we got to run the ball and be efficient. And obviously, you know, we got to protect the quarterback back there. We'll be just fine. Uh, I know you're focused on West Virginia's defensive players, but have you had a chance to look at Letty Brown, their running back, one of the most dynamic guys in the Big 12 Conference and a guy that a lot of people think is going to be a pretty solid pro? I haven't. I hadn't had the time, but I've, I've obviously heard of him, and um, I've seen some of his highlights. He's a, a damn good back, and, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't have a great game against us. But <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, he has a great future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, you know, you, you, you see guys that have run the ball a bit, like in a Jeremiah Hall. Coach, how does that – I mean, do you work with him at all, or is that all in that H-back room with, with Kale Gundy whenever you have maybe a couple situations? How is that handled? Yeah, you know, when he's in the backfield and obviously taking, you know, um, taking handoffs and, you know, I'll, I'll give him, you know, a couple, you know, things here to look at. But, you know, I don't, you know, I kind of let Coach Finley and those guys kind of handle it for the most part. But um, there's always one or two things that I try to help those guys with. And, you know, it's a great balance for us. And, um, you know, it's just it's a good scheme for us because those guys are really good with the ball in their hands and they, they understand, especially a guy like Jay Hall yeah. who's been around for a long time and he has a lot of carries under his belt. Are you working with punt returners this year, too? Oh, yeah, he is. He's over there counseling Mims. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I just think that, and again, we, we've had great punt returners in CD and Jalen Saunders and obviously going back to Antonio Perkins. Coach, I think Mims has a chance to be a pretty special dude returning punts. He's going to break one this year. He does. He does. And, um, you know, Mims is a, he's a great player, a great kid, works extremely hard at it. And, um, you know, he's going to have a good year. You know, I truly believe that. And, you know, we just got to get him started. And, you know, he has to make the first guy miss. And I think from there, we go to distance. All right. Punt returners, insane people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. You got dudes barreling insane down people. on you. got to catch the ball. All right. No, thanks. Twitter question. You guys get the last question for Coach Murray, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Uh, and kind of along what we were talking about. How do you evaluate a running back in pass protection, and what is a great rep versus an okay rep? Uh, for me, when it comes to pass pro, I think a lot of us do is just want to. You know, do you want to do it? Do you want to be a, you know, first and second down back, or do you want to be an every down back? And that's what I kind of explained to you guys. Hey, man, at the next level, you got to be able to protect the quarterback because he's going to make a lot more money than anybody. We don't care how good you can run the ball. If you can't protect him, you have no chance. So for me, it's all technique and um, all, all, all obviously you got to have a great base. You got to be strong up top. And, um, you know, a great rep is obviously keeping them on the line of scrimmage and, you know, not letting them bull rush or get close to the quarterback. And, um, you know, for us, I mean, we just practice technique and more, more than anything, you got to know who you're going against and know what type of blitzer that you are going against. Is he a beeline blitzer? Is he a guy that kind of wiggles at the top, up and around? You know, who are you going against? You got to know your opponent. Well, unfortunately for the guys in his room, he was the best pass-protecting <laughs> back that I played with at any level. So they can't really argue right, with no. him, which, is, which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, DeMarco, congratulations on the 3-0 and start. Good luck Saturday. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you. That's Thank DeMarco you. Murray. When we come back, Alex Grinch joins us to talk defense inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. We're joined right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast by Annie Davenport. She's with Kendra Scott. Good afternoon. Annie, thanks for doing this with us. Uh, just uh, first, before we dive into the incredible work you're doing for child cancer awareness, childhood cancer awareness on campus, tell us a little bit about Kendra Scott and what you guys are all about. Yes. Um, well, thank you for having me, Chris. We are all about three things family, fashion, and philanthropy. These are the pillars that we live by at, at Kendra Scott. And so 
we want to make them come to life here in Oklahoma. So take me through exactly what are you guys doing? What's going on on campus for childhood cancer awareness during the West Virginia game this weekend? Yes. Okay. So this weekend, we are going to have three pop-up shops on campus. So there will be one right outside the, the stadium that you can come to, and then one in the club level. And then we'll have another one over by hospitality. So these pop-up shops, they allow you to shop Kendra Scott and donate 20% back to the Oklahoma Children's Hospital. Oh, that's awesome. So what is Kendra yeah. Cares? Kendra Cares. Okay. So Kendra Cares is our creative arts program where we go into um, the hospitals. The one that we go into in Oklahoma is Oklahoma Children's Hospital. It's, it's an amazing hospital. We love to support. We go in and we bring our color bar. So, oh, so cool. the color bar, the color bar is um, it's where you can design your own jewelry. So you get to choose the colors. You get to choose the metal. If you want a bracelet, if you want a necklace, it's all up to you to design. And we bring that to the children and the children, um, each patient, they get to make a piece for themselves and a piece for their caretaker, whether that be their nurse, their mom, their dad. Um, and we just give them that kind of creative freedom. Oh, that's amazing. How, yeah. how rewarding is this for you guys? I mean, obviously you care about the community, you want to give back, but it's got to feel pretty incredible to be able to put a smile on these young children's faces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's my favorite part about my job. Um, I remember when I first started the job, I got to do this and I cried. It's it's one of those things that it's happy tears because you're there and you're you're putting a smile on, on these kids' faces, just like you said. So we, we did this. Um, for this month, we did this early September for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and we focused on the oncology department. So here at Oklahoma Children's, that's the um, Jimmy Everest Center. It's a comprehensive cancer treatment center here in Oklahoma. And so we were able to really dive into um, making those kids stay. We just focus on designing the jewelry. We just focus on having a good time, and then they get to leave with that piece of jewelry. And hopefully it's always a reminder of that. So a couple more. Uh, if you can't be at the game on Saturday against West Virginia, is there a way we can be involved? Is there an online code or any way if we can't make it that we can help support this? Absolutely, yes. You can shop on September 20th, so Monday, um, through September 25th at midnight online at kendrascott.com with the code GiveBack-Boomer. Give back dash boomer. And just out of curiosity, are there any products that we should look for and be on the lookout for? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We have designed with our Oklahoma team an OU collection. So if you come by any of the pop-ups um, or if you shop online, you can find these pieces as well. But if you come by the pop-ups, you're going to see a lot of red, a lot of white. So you're going to get your crimson and cream. You're going to get some pieces that specifically say boomer, some that say sooner. And then um, you'll always find our signature Kendra Scott, the items that you you love, um, some stuff from our newest collection. But then lastly, one thing that's really exciting is we just launched a new men's line this year. And this, we call it Scott Brothers because it was designed with Kendra's three sons who are brothers. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have some stuff out there for the guys too. It's been a hit. I'm, I mean, I have to drop names. Matthew McConaughey wears Ooh. it. Kane Brown wears it. Prince Harry wears it. So, I mean, we're, we're really, we're really getting into this, um, this new atmosphere with guys. So come by and check that out too. That sounds like something for the Sooner Radio Network to get on. Uh, Annie, thank you so much. We appreciate your time so very much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Roll on inside the Coach's Corner, presented by River One Casino with Sooner Defensive Coordinator and Safeties Coach Alex Grinch. Coach, congratulations on the win, man. Martinez is, is a haul. You guys were able to stifle that running game on Saturday. What's the confidence level like for this defense now heading into West Virginia in Big 12 play? No, I think there was a, a lot of good that came out of uh, this past Saturday. You know, an opportunity to take the field again in, in the, the, the closing minutes, you know, to, to find a way to – you know, uh, secure a secure a win. You know, to put guys in, in that that atmosphere and and uh, show well and, and ultimately get the outcome that you want is, is certainly a positive. Um, and it was a uh, um, a difficult game, and in, in every respect, you know, it, it uh, to to play an offense that is so multiple uh, quarterback that uh, has a real run element um, and, and and made some decisions to uh, as best we could to to corral him and. Uh, in the end, it was it was good enough to get the win. Coach, you you mentioned the atmosphere. Just just what difference does a crowd like that? And that was that, that was a great crowd, especially for an 11 a.m. kickoff. What kind of difference does that atmosphere, does that amount of noise, give your guys? What kind of difference does it make for your players when the crowd brings it to, like the way they did? Well, it, it's uh, enormous. Um, you know, there's the the idea of a home field advantage is only an advantage if it uh, is in that uh, type of atmosphere. Um, and, and the, you know, the best barometer is ask those, those guys on the other sideline the impact of having, you know, not just the crowd noise, but uh, you, you can sense momentum plays within the ball game. Uh, they, they, they feel a different way uh, when, you're at, when you're at home. And, and obviously you got to create them on the field. There's no, no way to, to fake that. Um, but, uh, you know, knowing the impact they can have on an opponent, you know, the, the, to our guys to, to feed off that energy and, and build off that energy uh, it is certainly uh, a positive. Talk about just the disruption of this defensive line coach. In every single play, there they're seem to be living in the backfield. I mean, we could go through uh, several guys, and we will in the time that we have, but just a general thought on how disruptive this defensive line has been. No, it, it, it really was. And, and you know, you, you talk about, one, the defensive line, but, the, you know, obviously the linebackers are involved in that. The safety's on the second level, you know, filling gaps. You know, so, you know, very rarely, and there may be one guy who makes ultimately make the play, but very rarely is it just, uh, you know, a single effort by one individual uh, to create, uh, you know, positive outcomes defensively. And, and so, um, no, but, but highlight certainly – uh, the front, you know, th there's a mindset, uh, I, I believe, that we've created um, in, in terms of the, uh, the standard being in, you know, in, in the opponent's backfield. Um, but, you know, it, it's a standard that's on a week-in and week-out type of evaluation. Just because you did it last week doesn't mean, one, you're going to do it this week or, uh, you know, two, they, they, they have a tendency to try to conspire against you. So um, it was, uh, uh, you know, to, to see 10 TFLs, and I think we ended up with five sacks. And then, oh, by the way, you look at it and you say, well, geez, I think we left a few out there. So, um, no, overall, certainly a, a positive day in that respect. Yeah, a guy that maybe feels like you left a few out there is Isaiah Thomas, coach. And I, I thought 
RT played a, a really, really good game, was extremely disruptive. Run game, pass game, just living in the backfield. Uh, what did you see from IT in that Nebraska game? Sure. I mean, the, the, you want to make them every play. Um, if, if only it was that if it was that easy. And, and some of those you say, okay, um, it is just that. It, it's, it's your responsibility. You're there. You're in a position. You can't be okay being close. Um, but at the same token, you say, okay, well, how, how can we help you out and, and make sure that you're, you're back there with uh, other teammates to – uh, you know, help uh, help the situation kind of confine that space. Um, but no, certainly, I thought overall, uh, you know, you're you're seeing um, Isaiah that that the expectation is 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 how he played. You know, it it that's that's um, what what we expect from him week in and week out. He's earned that. Um, you know, and, and uh, certainly not the only guy in the front. But uh, and I know he wants some of those plays back, which which uh, any competitor would. But uh, just a high motor guy that uh, uh, continues to improve. Yeah, and you see his stat line right there. One tackle, a half PFL, a half sack. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, that young man wrecked the game at points in time. That's why you, sometimes when you actually watch it, you go back and watch it, you can't always get too caught up in the defensive lineman's stat lines because they aren't always reflective of how well a guy played. No, that's that's absolutely accurate, and and uh, um, no, we, we don't uh, you know turn on the film on Sunday and, and um, you know have any disappointment level in in, in how he played. And um, again, the the, the this disruption um, at times is enough, um, and, and then obviously you're you're just scratching clone uh, to to have the production come along with it. And you know some of those that you know that you don't get assists in football. Uh, but but some of those things you know are, are the equivalent, right? Is is uh, allow someone else to make a play. What have you seen in the growth of not just Perion, but in in general, Coach Grinch, the interior of that defensive line? Seems like Isaiah Thoe has stepped up. Uh, we saw a couple plays, Robert, uh, Roberson out there making plays. It just it seems as if that group is really starting to find its groove. And I, and I think part of this is the uh, competitiveness uh, of those guys. Is is if you don't bring it. Uh, you know, on, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday as you go through the, the week in, in practice or you don't take advantage of the reps on Saturday, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate right now where we feel that uh, at our best, at their best, um, we, we got uh, uh, a pretty good group in terms of numbers uh, to put out there. So you're, you're, you're scratching and clawing for every single rep that you get on Saturdays. And so, um, you know, uh, you, you can't afford to, to miss opportunities or have mental errors or, or, or be a guy that, uh, you know, loafs to the football. You, gotta, you better play fast and you better, better play in the opponent's backfield uh, if you're going to have an impact and have an opportunity to continue to go in the game. And so I think all those guys, obviously Coach Tibbs does a great job with them. Um, and, and I still think there's a, a higher bar that we can reach, um, but just thinking it not not necessarily going to get us there. So we we, we uh, keep the, the the pedal down, and uh, um, you know, can, can a ten TFL day kind of become uh, the standard here? And, and I think it can. You didn't have Billy Bowman or Woody Washington in the in the Nebraska game, coach. Uh, that led to a couple other guys playing some more snaps. How did you feel the guys in the secondary played against the Cornhuskers? Yeah, I think it was kind of a unique passing attack that we – not necessarily that we expected going into it, but just what you ultimately got during the course of the game. Uh, you know, one vertical up the sideline, uh, that's unacceptable. Uh, you know, no, no technique at the line of scrimmage. And uh, it's amazing how the football finds you uh, when, when uh, uh, you don't have that commitment. A um, couple throwbacks, a uh, couple scrambles. 
Um, so a little bit of everything. Um, you know, certainly you don't leave it and say, what, what an outstanding job we did against the pass. Certainly the numbers wouldn't reflect that. Um, however, um, you know, as you look at it, I, I also don't think that you, you circle, okay, you say one thing, okay, this was just a critical, uh, you know, mishap that we had in the, in the passing game that uh, uh, we need to get corrected. So I think it's, it's holistically we got to make sure that when we have an opportunity to get the quarterback down the backfield that we get him down. If we have a guy spying the quarterback that he does just that, and there's a timing aspect to that. Uh, you know, we got to make sure that, uh, you know, when, when what feels like a run quickly turns into a pass, which is a play-action game, that we're doing a better job of reacting some, in, in, uh, in our under coverage. Um, but, but part of that, too, philosophically, is, is, you know, we commit a lot of bodies to the run. And, and uh, as, as predictive stats go, obviously takeaways being the chief one, but, uh, you know, the ability to, to stop the run and, and make opponents one-dimensional. A lot of people talk about it, only certain uh, – uh, units are able to do it, um, but at the same token, um, we, we we don't walk out of there saying oh, that was exactly how we drew it up. So I, I think we I think there's more force on the back end, more opportunities to be competitive when the ball's in the air, um, and something where we'll continue to evaluate both uh, scheme and personnel. We got one more segment with Coach Grinch coming up, but before we wrap up our first segment, time for Eichert's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. One play on the defense really stands out from Saturday, Gabe. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's one of the best plays we've ever we've ever seen on that field. <laughs> so he, he mentioned being competitive when the ball's in the air in the back end. And Alex, this is an all-timer, man. I know there's some people that say he should have knocked it down. Oh, be quiet. No, he shouldn't have. What a play <laughs> by DJ Graham. I mean, just a spectacular individual effort from the young DB. No, it was, and, and you know, you, you don't know where, okay, where'd he come from? Well, he, he came from the, uh, the field side, so completely opposite uh, of where he ultimately made the play. You know, had to have coverage on, on, a, on a wide receiver as he ran the deep over route, um, and then to, to, you know, be competitive when the, when the ball's in the air. And, you know, one of the things we talk to the guys about when you're in those positions, when you're in a plus position, so a, a situation where you can play top down on a, on a wide receiver, um, is it's you and the football. And you got to look at it that way. And sometimes a flag can come as a result of it. But you, you're only in those, those positions so, so many times. And so um, just a great picture. Uh, and believe me, that's the only co- coaching point that had anything to do with that play other than uh, he, he did the rest. Um, but, but just simply attacking a football, uh, the want to was there. Um, and, uh, no, I, I think uh, without question, you, you can't downplay that, uh, uh, that catch. What are you, about a large? I'll put you down for a large for one of the T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, when, when uh, he starts playing uh, an elite level every week, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you one. <laughs> Love it. We got one more segment with Alex Grinch inside the Coach's Corner Net. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans. When you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. 
and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. We got one more segment with Sooner Defensive Coordinator Alex Grinch inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. That's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, Coach, just I'm curious in general the play of your safeties. I know you had uh, talked about it in the preseason. You see those flashes. You need to see the consistency. Are you seeing that consistency from that group in the first three games? No, I've been pleased. And, and we, we had a challenge this week uh, uh, from Nebraska. And I, and I have history. You know, I was at Ohio State for a year and, and, and played those guys and, and Coach Frost when he was out at Oregon. Uh, I was in that conference as well. And so uh, a lot of formations, some option elements, um, motions, um, and, and so much is, you know, you talk about, you know, the stat line for a defensive lineman kind of being, the, you know, the, the unseen work uh, that as you're watching and you're just following the football on a Saturday, you don't necessarily uh, notice it. It's the same thing a lot of times for those guys, and depending on what type of offense uh, that, that you face. And uh, just a major challenge a week ago. Um, I don't want to call that the norm in, in terms of, you know, what, what you're going to face uh, formationally in that. But, uh, man, if, if, if you lose the down before the ball is snapped because your inability to react to formations and motions, um, it, it uh, is obviously demoralizing. doesn't give you a chance to, to have any success defensively. And so um, that, that trust element of things that we have with those guys, you know, Justin Broyles stepped up, played nickel, kind of a three-pronged approach with, with the nickel and the two safety spots. Um, and, and um, you know, the, the number one, you know, attribute for that position is trust. You know, they, they, they called safety for a reason. Um, and, and so that uh, was, was uh, very pleased uh, overall. And, and certainly, you know, it, it, across the board, there, there's a play, there's another play we need to make. And there's another play for this individual and for this individual that, that, that never changes. And so we don't walk away and say that's, that's the standard either. Um, but, uh, no, I've been pleased with Pat, been, been, been pleased with DT. I mentioned uh, Broyles and, uh, you know, trying to, to, to continue to progress uh, Keyshawn Lawrence as well. Looking ahead to West Virginia, Coach, not a lot from them on offense, really keeping things simple. It seems like Neil Brown and that group, they, they have dedicated themselves to just running a handful of concepts really, really well and executing those, what, what have you seen so far as you prepare for West Virginia's offensive attack? Well, my, my history, you know, with, with the air raid, uh, you know, kind of tree is that a lot of times that, that the, the default, it may not be air raidish in, uh, in terms of the, the actual plays, um, but the, the idea being you, you have a select, uh, you know, group of formations and plays, you commit to those, um, and inevitably you get better and better at those over the course of time um, and, and very like what, what we try to be defensively, quite honestly, in terms of philosophically, um, is, is to allow your week one, you know, plays to help you in week two and so on and so forth. And so I think they know who they are. I think they know they have uh, elite skill in the perimeter. I think they know they have one of the better tailbacks in the country and a, an experienced quarterback uh, that, that has done it on big stages and uh, won football games for them. And um, so – it, it uh, is, uh, you know, certainly one that our, our antennas are up, are up in terms of uh, their ability to, to have explosive plays and also to, um, to you know, move the sticks and, and, and be willing to have some patience about them as well. You, you look at what they're doing at the quarterback position, Coach. Uh, Jarrett Dagey, a veteran guy, a guy that plays from the pocket. And then they sprinkled in a little bit of, 
freshman quarterback, Garrett Green, who has come in and essentially run a bunch of QB run game. Like, how does that change your preparation? How much time do you have to spend on preparing for that quarterback run stuff, even though they've only used it a handful of snaps and games? Well, I think that's you know one of the reasons that, that offenses you know do that. If, if nothing else, it's something you put on tape and um, you know kind of puts the pressure on us as defensive coaches to make a decision. To your point, in terms of how much we invest in it, um, the reality is when you talk about quarterback run game, that that has the element of you know obviously the quarterback being able to carry the football, the ability to hand it off, and also the RPO aspect of things. Uh, it's probably pretty responsible on our part to to devote some time to it. Because those very quickly, if you're not sound, it's, it's similar to uh, a different approach, but similar to option football, um, is you, you can look real silly real fast if you, if you don't cover all those things. And so um, I, I understand their motivation. Um, and, and the irresponsible thing to do as well is say, well, he, you know, because he's run you know, a higher percentage of time to, to insinuate that uh, he can't throw the football. And so you got to make sure that uh, um, you're, you're, you, you don't allow yourself to be naive that way. Um, it's, it's a Division One college quarterback that, that, that they feel can help them uh, move the ball downfield. And, and certainly I don't think it's just simply to run. Hey, hey Coach, I'm curious. You, you talked about this in your Tuesday press conference, but with Woody Washington seemingly missing some time now in that secondary, how do you feel overall about that depth? I mean, <laughs> we want to see – I know Coach Manning was talking about wanting to see more consistency. You brought it up, but – you know, it's kind of nice. I was thinking about that Kansas State game a couple years ago when Parnell Motley got kicked out of that game. We had two dudes. Now it seems like there's a little bit more depth there, but what's the confidence like in that depth? Well, it, you know, I, I like to say that it's growing. You know, we're going to week four uh, of the season. Um, you, you got a little bit more in, in terms of uh, um, the, the, the film to, you know, start kind of building a resume or, or building an uh, argument for, for each individual guy, and that's both pro and con. Um, and, and, and sometimes young players don't quite understand that, that, that um, every rep in practice is either, you know, kind of stacking the deck in their favor or, or, or removing, uh, you know, cards in terms of uh, our confidence level in them. So it's something that you constantly evaluate. It, it's also something, you know, one of our motives in, in rotating as much as we did in the first couple of weeks was to get some, some live, live game reps uh, as part of the evaluation tool for those guys. It's always a work in progress. Um, you know, I think at this time uh, a year ago, you know, Woody Washington was, was still in the cornerback room fighting for reps. You know, Trey Norwood, who, who had missed so much time in fall camp coming off injury, was still in the corner room. Um, and then, oh, by the way, by the end of the year, uh, you're talking in, in Trey Norwood, a guy that uh, we, we wouldn't take off the field, and, and, and Woody starting a corner. And so, uh, you know, some of that is, uh, um, you know, as you, as you get into to the battles on game day, you know, are, are, who's going to step up and, and, and who won't? Um, and, and who's going to be elite preparers during the course of the week, who won't, um, and, and who, who are those guys that uh, uh, are, are, are patiently waiting for 2022 and who, who are dying to get on the field in 2021. So everybody, that, that, that's not one broad stroke for every individual, but someone uh, along the way fits into every single one of those categories. Love it. Final question is yours, Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Alex Grinch. A good one. Is there a lineage to Speed D? Where did this idea come from? Was it an Alex Grinch image? What, where did Speed D come from, Coach? Well, it was a conversation we had that uh, and, and Coach Manning, myself, Coach Odom, uh, in terms of the current staff, uh, and, and Parker Henry, who's our graduate assistant out of Washington State. And it was just a, an idea um, to, to take, just take pride in how you play. It's a good reminder to the players not to be a slow kid. It's a good reminder to, to us as coaches 
you know, not, not to be uh, the last guy with the marker and do anything to slow the players down. And if you could come up with, you know, one thing if, 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 uh, uh, to describe your unit um, was guys playing fast. And, and uh, it wasn't designed to be cute. It wasn't designed to be a hashtag. It wasn't designed to be put on a shirt. Now, we'll do that just the same. But uh, it's just a, a point of pride. Um, and a constant, it's hard to break down on speed D and then go play slow. Uh, although sometimes on a Wednesday practice, guys try to. Um, so we're uh, always a work in progress that way. But, uh, um, no, constant reminder of player and coaches. Got a feeling Coach Grinch is going to get after some guys <laughs> after he gets done with us, right? It. Just a little, little on edge. I like it. I love it. Coach, good luck this week, and we always appreciate your time. Have fun against West Virginia. All right. I appreciate you guys. Dallas Grinch, Sooner Defensive Coordinator. We'll wrap up the Coach's Corner next, presented by Riverwind Casino. Final segment, Coach's Corner, prime time in the Palace, 630, Oklahoma, West Virginia. That's what they want. That's prime right. time, baby. We only got 30 seconds. Keys, things you're intrigued by? Do think Oklahoma's defensive line is going to be able to get after West Virginia's offensive line, especially watch the two tackles from West Virginia. Don't think they're going to hold up very well. Oklahoma offense going to have to run the football and be patient with how much coverage West Virginia plays on the defensive side. We'll see you at the uh, stadium on Saturday night. Until then. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.